The American Petroleum Institute, driving safety, environmental protection, and sustainability across the natural gas and oil industry through world-class standards and safety programs. Since its formation as a standard-setting organization in 1919, API has developed more than 800 standards to enhance industry operations worldwide. Find out more at api.org. Welcome to the Energy Fellows Podcast, where each episode is designed to share expertise and experiences from U.S. and global energy fellows. They provide direction and possible solutions for ultimate journey results. Here's your host, Mark Stansberry. Welcome to another episode of the Energy Fellows Podcast. I'm Mark Stansberry, your host. It's been a wonderful year to be with you, a little over a year, on OGGN Network. And I thank all the audience, all those listeners throughout the year, and uh, appreciate each of you that have filled out the rating review as well. In fact, uh, still would love to have your input as far as rating review. In the show notes, please go to that, and if you will fill that out, we'd love to hear from you. Again, I appreciate everyone that has contributed, either as a uh, guest, sponsor, in any way that you've been involved, and listeners, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate each one of you. This year has been one of challenges for our industry, and opportunities exist as well in big ways. We've seen a lot of things I'd like to discuss with you in just a few minutes. And before I do, I'd like to say thank you also for those that follow my articles and column in Old Man Magazine. Old Man Magazine is distributed out of Houston. I've been a contributing editor for now 10 years, going on 10 years. And so I appreciate each one of you for picking up the magazine, going online. It's Old Man Magazine. The publisher is Emmanuel Sullivan. He also has publications, Energies Magazine and Old Woman Magazine. I've also had a column in those two magazines, articles that is, and those two as well. So out of Houston. Also, again, I want to thank the OGGN family. Great group of people that are very dedicated to the future of energy. And knowing that the future of energy depends on each one of us, it's great to work with these individuals like Mark and Paige and Michael and others. Appreciate each one of them. In addition to that, this year we've been busy on a documentary that took us about two years to put together called Sherwood Forest Top Secret. And many of you know that we're nominated for a Heartland Emmy, so we're really proud of that. But also especially proud that the film, there were two films that were inducted into the Oklahoma Movie Hall of Fame. And Sherwood Forest, Top Secret was one of those two films. It was dedicated in April. And that was really a great honor for us as well. And really more of an honor for those that served as roughnecks in 1943-44 time frame that helped save the war, uh, provide enough oil, 150 barrels of oil wound up at first in Sherwood Forest, and they got it up to around 3,000 barrels of oil within about a year and a half time frame. The oil used in D-Day, and the rest is history. It was a secret mission, secret mission that was led by these roughnecks and uh, Americans working with the British. They're top secret to make sure that oil was provided. We appreciate Barry Corbin, who uh, many of you know is a great actor, he was our narrator, did a wonderful job. Greg Malott, director, Emmy-winning director, and Oscar-winning and Emmy-winning producer. Gray Fredrickson, who had the honor of serving with him as a producer. And we've worked together for about 20 years together. He passed away last November. 
They had a celebration of his life in December, and the movie film, the docu-film, came out December 29th on the OETA station, OETA, and went to pbs.org, and you can find the film, the docu-film, on pbs.org and other outlets, not only nationally, but across the world as well. So hopefully you'll get a chance to see that if you haven't already. I hope you do. The book, America Needs America's Energy, Creating Together the People's Energy Plan. I wrote this book, came out in 2012, because I believe that we need to look at all the pros and cons as far as the sources of energy. So I talked about natural gas and oil and biomass, nuclear, wind, solar, showing the highlights as well as those areas that are cons, pros and cons of each, because each have great things to offer and also have the negative impact as well. I maintain that we need to continue to dialogue and talk about our future when it comes to natural resources. I came up with a monograph last year, 2022, that came out to supplement, complement the book, American Asian America's Energy, Creating Together the People's Energy Plan. This monograph was America Needs, America's Energy, and its Natural Resources. And it's a continuation of the dialogue and uh, discussion of where we are today and when it comes to natural gas and oil and nuclear, wind, solar, and other means of, and sources of energy. A monograph is more of a uh, academic effort, and I would say that I give credit to Oklahoma State University graduate students who, from the West Watkins Center for International Trade Development, were very instrumental in helping me put that in a condensed version so that you could read it along on a plane or short trip somewhere and dialogue together at a coffee shop, whatever. If you don't have that book or the monograph, either one, they're on Barnes & Noble and as well as Amazon. These are two of the six books that I've written. The first book I wrote was Acquisition Process, Due Diligence, Minimize Risk, Maximize Return. Published that back in the 90s. And it was used quite a bit by different oil companies, natural gas companies throughout the country when they were acquiring properties. And then my next book after that, was called The Breaking Point, B-R-A-K-I-N-G, B-R-A-K-I-N-G point, which meant stopping point, because we were looking at some crises coming up, not a crisis coming up in the energy business. It was like, let's stop. Let's look and examine where we are and what we're doing, what we need to do. And I had a co-writer with that, also a co-writer on the first book, Acquisition Process. Then I had two other books after that, and then also I mentioned the two books, America Needs America's Energy and Creating Together the People's Energy Plan and its Natural Resources as a monograph. So again, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, I've been publishing some books since 1991-92 era to now. In 46 years in the business, I've really enjoyed it. And I believe there's a lot more in store. I plan on it. I'm hoping that's the case. I want to mention to you that this is our final show of the Energy Fellows podcast. We'll begin a new podcast after the first of the year that we'll uh, introduce and tell you more about that closer we get to the first of the year. And we'll introduce that and have some episodes. I think you're going to like it. It'll be uh, talking not only about energy, but entertainment and films and documentaries and things like that that I'm involved with. I think I've told many of you that I was either in person or even on the show that I got involved with my business partner back years ago, Gray Fredrickson is a business partner in the film industry. Well, I had 46 years of being in the oil and gas industry, energy business, but I also got involved in 2001, became partners with Gray Fredrickson, 
he's an Oscar-winning producer, Godfather movies. He won an Oscar for Godfather 2. He produced Apocalypse Now, Outsiders, on and on. His history of filmmaking is unbelievable. Going back to the good, bad, and ugly all the way till our last documentary film together, Short Force Top Secret, which he got nominated for an Emmy. He'd won an Emmy before an Emmy nomination, and he's won an Oscar and also another Oscar nomination. But he moved back to Oklahoma after spending a long career in Beverly Hills and making movies with Francis Ford Coppola and and some successful, very successful films, The Outsiders, I already mentioned, some other films he made and produced. He moved back to Oklahoma around 1998-99, and we became friends, meeting at a Oklahoma City Chamber event, being introduced to him, and wound up that we dialogued and had some conversation along the way, but he came to me about 2001, early 2001, and said, I'd like to have you as my business partner. I'm trying to form a production company. And I said, Gray, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not involved in film. I think you may need to find somebody else. And he said, no, I really want you to be my partner. So I went home and talked to my wife, Nancy, and long story short, I said, okay. And I wound up, he said, we'll need a name for the company. So I came up with not only a name, but put it on a card so he could see it. Gray Mark. Gray, his first name, Mark, my name was my first name and is my first name, isn't it? <laughs> so Graymark Productions. And it wound up that we uh, got some films underway through the years in an effort to make films, that is, which led to uh, Emmy-winning production documentary, Dream No Little Dream, story of Robert S. Kerr. And that was in 2008. Uh, went on to make a total of five featured films under the name of Graymark Productions. We're partners on several things through the years, maintained a business partnership on projects like Grand Energy Transition and, of course, Sherwood Force and then short films and some other films along the way that we work together on. So great person, Gray Fredrickson. And if you get a chance to look him up, you'll see the history. And he had three films in the top 100 AFI best films ever made. So miss greatly. And we're going to continue the legacy of Gray through making films and documentaries along the way. So I uh, hope you'll stay tuned for upcoming efforts that we have on OGGN to talk about film industry as well as energy and how they tie together and how they work together in a successful way. So that'll be our upcoming show, a little bit of a teaser there of what's coming ahead, but stay tuned to OGGN no matter what, because they're coming up with some great shows. I just happen to hopefully have a great show for you as well after the first of the year that you'll be tuned into. And again. I want to thank each of you for, uh, this may be the first time you're listening. You may have listened to all the shows, episodes. You may have listened to just part. But anything that you can do to provide the attitude of positive influence when it comes to the future generations that depend on us for energy, we need all that positive energy working for us because we're going to need all forms of energy. I'm a strong believer in the natural gas arena. Very strong. With that said, I realize that oil and all of the natural resources that are discussed in the monograph are necessary pathways, potentially necessary pathways for our future. So we need to dialogue and discuss those in a positive way, not demonizing, but working together for our energy future. And the future of energy, again, depends on us. So I hope you'll pick up the monograph and the book, but also keeping the dialogue going because we need energy literacy. We've got some elections coming up next year. And our future, when it comes to energy, is going to be vital as to who you elect. And we need proper energy literacy presented 
And hopefully you'll start looking at that. When it comes to energy efficiency and environmental preservation, that's been my theme since 1992 when I founded the International Energy Policy Conference at the University of Oklahoma. That was our theme, striving for energy efficiency and environmental preservation. So I hope that we'll take that energy efficiency and environmental preservation, move it forward for generations ahead. And we only do that if we work together. We've talked about quite a bit about authentic workforce development. We've had discussions with companies like Align Energy Solutions, that a leader company when it comes to aligning companies and their efforts when it comes to workforce development and talent retention. That's one company that we'd had as a dialogue, for example. We'll try to have those individuals back as well. So it'll be a mixed introduction to different speakers and guests, but that pertain to both energy and also we'll have along the way some in the entertainment and the business when it comes to filmmaking as well as music. Clean energy is something that we'll be discussing quite a bit and have in our show. I did have and still do have a podcast that we have occasionally shows on National Energy Talk. So that podcast discusses national issues, energy as well. And from time to time, we'll have speakers on that as well. But the main emphasis is on the OGGNN podcast that will be coming out after the first of the year that I'll be hosting. One subject that's dear to my heart is energy for all the world, in that there are 3.5 billion or so folks that don't have the energy like I have access to. I have reliability. Not much of an issue where I live in Oklahoma. Accessibility is not much of an issue. Uh, I've been traveling around the world and, and have found that some places don't have much energy. You know, when it comes to shutting down an elevator, because there's not enough energy at that time, you're stuck in an elevator or the lights go out and blink on and off and don't have those issues much over here, at least where I'm living. Energy for all the world is something to look for and how can we best supply that energy so there's a refrigerator for everyone around the world to have access to lighting. So important. And so many things like that. Energy security for all, something we can discuss and need to continue to dialogue. As we end the Energy Fellows podcast, I pass the baton on to this next show that I'll be hosting and that we need to make sure that we have energy security for all. This goes back not only to energy for all the world, but this energy security, especially for our country. We need to tap into our own energy resources, and we've got plenty of those, but don't look short-sighted and just ourselves, but look for the future of energy for the world. LNG is going to be strong in the future as well, liquefied natural gas. I hope that you'll definitely uh, consider looking at all these alternatives and opportunities for us. EVs, electric vehicles, the reliability, accessibility I've talked about. There's issues before us like ESG, environmental social governance. Dialogue will continue to talk about that. We'll be talking about economics, financial economics as well. The issues that are before us, we've had excellent speakers on that, like Stacey Huddleston, a financial expert that's been on a few times, to talk about the importance of economics and financial security for our country as well. We'll have individuals like that back. Data management is a very important part of our life. No matter what position we have, data management is very, very important. We have a company that we've interviewed, Ripcord, and uh, Ripcord's based out of California, but it's a company, Ripcord.com, that we've had different activity there as far as uh, speakers. On the episode itself, we had one individual that represented Ripcord, so we hope that you'll stay tuned in for efforts of data management, like companies like Ripcord, for example. Paul Wiseman, an outstanding, Bob Tippy example, outstanding energy media experts 
Lauren Steffi. We hope that you'll stay tuned to hearing from those kind of individuals that really have a lot to share. Elena Melkert from the Department of Energy was on our show. She is an outstanding leader, has done outstanding work. Sarah Cove with Talgens, outstanding work that she does in her field. The names go on and on that I'm very proud to mention. First show that we had, official show, with uh, Dewey F. Bartlett and Dewey former mayor of Tulsa and president of Keener Oil. I really appreciate him having the kickoff launch, really, show that I was really proud of. And if you get a chance to listen to all the episodes, you'll find that we've had some outstanding interviews with some great people along the way. So energy security, energy literacy, workforce development, cybersecurity is not going to go away. It's something that we need to work on. We'll definitely talk about that. And we're talking about getting away from energy poverty to a world that has access and reliability to energy. Our future efforts when it comes to peace and prosperity is getting people together, sharing ideas together, sharing and breaking bread, and sharing our energy with each other and ideas and when it comes to innovation and technology and research and development. These are things that are vital and so important to our future. I hope that you'll definitely get plugged into our new show that will be announced by year end, or at least by the first part of next year, and well underway, we'll be talking about several subjects from energy to entertainment, as well as documentaries. And we're still working on film projects when it comes to energy-related projects as well. That's a lot of focus I'm working on. I'm looking at some filmmaking from featured films as short stories, but also documentaries that relate to energy. And the one, for example, that I helped put together, produced in 2012 was called The Grand Energy Transition. It was based on a book written by Robert Hefner III, and we put it into a, a documentary, and that documentary was supported by financial support, came from Ted Turner and Boone Pickens, Aubrey McClendon, some others. And the story was told about natural gas and the future of hydrogen. And we're coming to that point in time where we'll be talking a lot about hydrogen, too, along the way and the efforts there. So stay tuned for that as well. I'd mentioned it a little while ago, just a few minutes ago, about the International Energy Policy Conference. It was founded in 1992, the University of Oklahoma. I founded and chaired that for over 20 years. And we had been at OSU and uh, OU, as I mentioned. And then we had the event in Washington, D.C., and Tulsa, and Oklahoma City, Houston, Dallas, Denver, throughout the U.S., and had roundtables and things like that along the way. We were trying to get messages going from the stakeholders, or messages coming from the stakeholders that could be dialogue and discussion. And that wound up turning into National Energy Talk, which also, as I mentioned, we've had a podcast that gets message out as well. But also we had the roundtables and went out to cities throughout the U.S. to discuss in Montana and other states and other cities about the importance of energy. Gene Kirkpatrick, good friend of mine through the years, former United Nations ambassador, originally from Oklahoma, Duncan, Oklahoma. She uh, was the honorary chair for three years and uh, really miss her and what she did to help the International Energy Policy Conference get off the ground. We had Senator Don Nichols, Frank Keating, Governor Frank Keating, several others that were honorary chairs along the way that also were very important. Had uh, host chairs and host sponsors and host from Dallas, for example, Ed Blessing of Blessing Petroleum, former 
Saudi Arabia ambassador that was the keynote one year. And we had uh, Prime Minister of Scotland that came in and spoke. Those from uh, OPEC, one individual from OPEC that came and spoke at the conference, World Bank from different countries, Bulgaria, Mexico, China, and other countries, Russia. We appreciate all those that participated in that through the years. And we will be celebrating after the first of the year the efforts of the International Energy Policy Conference. So stay tuned on that as well as we celebrate those that have served and helped the energy business throughout the years, but also talk about our energy future. And again, thank you. I mentioned it several times already, but I really mean it. I really thank everyone that have participated in one way or another with the Energy Fellows Podcast. And thank you to Mark LaCour, especially, who uh, helped create the idea for this and supported it in such a big way. Paige Wilson and Michael O'Sullivan and others really appreciate the OGGN family and team. And as I mentioned, future generations, they depend on us. They depend on all of us. Thank you for listening to the Energy Fellows Podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes of our new show that will be announced either at the end of the year or the beginning of next year, 2024. Stay tuned. Thank you. Join us again next week on the Energy Fellows Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.